Hello and welcome to another episode of the Don't Touch My Cigars podcast. If you are a fan of the Don't Touch My Cigars podcast, please be sure to look us up in iTunes and leave a rating or review. Doing so will help other brothers and sisters of the leaf find the podcast. Also, if you have not done so already, please head to DontTouchMyCigars.com to subscribe in your favorite podcast player so that you can receive all future episodes without any delay. This podcast is brought to you by The Old Soul Magazine. The Old Soul Magazine is a quarterly cigar lifestyle magazine, bringing you quarterly deep dives into your next favorite cigar companies and much, much more. You can head to theoldsoulmag.com to subscribe to all past and future issues for just $1 per month. Again, you can go to theoldsoulmag.com. Issue 1 is out and is featuring Gen F Cigars. If you would like to learn about the future of Gen F Cigars, please head to theoldsoulmag.com to begin reading Issue 1. Again, that's theoldsoulmag.com. All right, what is up, Old Soul community? Uh, Aaron here, and at the front of this episode, which is part 2 of Stephanie Sasanto's interview, I just want to give you guys a brief update on old soul related things. Uh, so issue two of the magazine is coming together very well and uh, still targeting having it available for um, your reading online and in print on December 23rd. Uh, so just a few short months away, it's going to come very quickly. Um, also the, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, I've been working on a more permanent podcast studio and lounge in my basement uh, for the last few weeks and uh, I'm happy to say which I probably shouldn't because it's premature it's not done yet but happy to say that it's going to be done very soon which is going to mean a few things for you guys number one it's going to mean uh, more consistent audio uh, sound so right now I'm driving you can probably hear cars on the highway racing and such uh, but the uh, audio quality will be consistent uh, from episode to episode when I have people in the studio. And also for me, because I'll be using the same microphone every time. Right now, the uh, recordings, the podcast episodes are using a, a buffet of microphones. Uh, some are handheld, like I'm using now in my car. And then uh, as far as studio mics go, I have two different types that I have been using. Uh, so anyways, all that to say that the quality of the content should get to a point where it is consistent from episode to episode. Um, it also means that I will be able to record on a more regular basis because I will not need to set up and tear down. It will always be set up. Uh, so you can expect uh, some different types of content uh, to be available to you guys very soon. Uh, so that's just a quick update on Old Soul related things. Uh, so again, magazine's going well and the uh, podcast and uh, related content is going to get its own little space here shortly. Uh, also, with this uh, episode, as I continued to edit it down, I realized that we recorded for four hours, uh, which I did not know, uh, or I forgot. <laughs> uh, so, because of that, you guys as members are going to get two hours of bonus material. Uh, it's going to be split into two separate episodes, so you won't have to download one large file during the interview, Stephanie had some questions that she wanted to ask me, uh, so she kind of switched roles and she interviewed me for a little bit, so 
uh, you guys get access to that episode. And then there's a full hour's worth of extra content from Stephanie. Uh, so again, you guys, uh, through this interview, you guys are getting four hours total content time uh, where everyone else is only receiving two. So uh, perks to being a member for sure. So hope you enjoy the content. Hope you enjoy this interview. And thank you, as always, for supporting and being a part of the Old Soul. Cheers. This is our go-to. That, that's another one of my go-to. Yeah. That and then we were trying to remember the wine that we had at the um, at Hollywood Casino. It was called Han. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's uh, a lot lighter in body than this. Yeah, Toasted, yeah. toasted Head has a nice full... Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried uh, Gnarly Head? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I like Gnarly yeah. Head. Yeah. yeah. During the summer, um, or actually any time of the year, not that I'm in the mood for Chardonnay all the time, but Gnarly Head Chardonnay is delicious. Really? Yes. Delicious. So I'd, I'd be curious to get um, your thoughts on the cigar club. <laughs> <laughs> so the cigar club. As an as an insider outsider. Okay. Right, because you you've had. I yeah, I have takes on both. Yep. So I personally think that I am the cigar club's uh, unofficial photographer. Nice. Most uh, pictures that you see. Of the cigar club, mostly are taken by me, unless they're selfies. Mm-hmm. Um, but good times having by all cigar club members, those pictures are mostly taken by me. Um, the cigar club. Uh, there has been a lot of fight, and and I have not been one of those people. Um, I can't remember her name. She's one of my friends on Facebook, but anyway, she has a big fight with. Wanting to be a member of the cigar club. Yeah. Not that she's a... I don't think that she is a cigar smoker, but she just dislikes the fact that women are not allowed. Mm-hmm. And the reasons are not... You know, they, they don't they don't hold water. And I understand that. Um, 100%. Did I ever want to be a member? Mm, maybe at one time in the beginning... Because I was excluded. But now, not so much. No. It, it's work. It's a lot of work mm-hmm. to be a member. Um, I like that the guys have a group that they can go to. Um, other men that they can converse with on the same topics i i actually don't know what you guys talk about but a lot i can imagine if women were to get together and have our own cigar club which there's only two of us right now (laughs) um uh which we do you know whenever we get a chance um doesn't revolve around cigars um but where the cigar club is concerned, I think it's a great thing. I think it it was a like again, like I said, and I hate to I can't I hate to bring that up, but all the planets came aligned. This <laughs> is the perfect time 
for Steve Napper mm-hmm. to come up with this idea when I'm sure all of the other guys had an idea of that at one time or another. It just never came to fruition until Steve Napper came into the play. Yep. And I think it's awesome because men need an outlet. If you can't be honest with your woman or there's things that you just you're struggling with in yourself because men have such egos you're struggling with with yourself if you could just sit there and have a cigar with somebody and have a conversation as a man mm-hmm. and not really say what it is that is boggling you or it really doesn't really matter much. You just want to get away. And that's going to make your life coming home to her better. So be it. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it is a great thing. It's great that men find the need to have the no woman's club. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Men need to speak to each other and have the security that nothing is going to leave this conversation. You know, we don't know everything. Men don't know everything. Women think that you know everything. But... Sometimes it's it's a great thing to have somebody else that has something in common, a love of this leaf to talk to. It's free therapy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's a it's not a law, but it's a I don't even know what the word is. It's just a security of the confidence that whatever we're doing right now is between us. And I think that's great for men Mm -hmm. because men have not really had the history of all of a sudden I feel like I'm talking too much. (laughs) (laughs) You can say whatever you want. It might be the wine. But anyway, (laughs) through time, men have not had the security of thinking that they can speak to each other and being vulnerable and saying, hey, this is my worry. Without somebody coming in and ridiculing you Mm -hmm. for it or judging you. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, this is something you can't say to your wife. You know, I, I got to get this basement done. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I know her expectation is I'm going to get it done. And I have the weight of the world on my hands because I love her to the fullest. And I want, it, I want to make it happen. Right. Right? Yep. You understand what I'm saying? So I get it. I absolutely get it. Go out there. Talk to your people. Have fun. Escape from this reality. 
and go out there and find whatever whatever it is, whoever it is you need to talk to. Mm-hmm. That's going to give you that answer. Because I bet you somewhere, someplace, there's going to be someone in some lounge, somewhere you're going to talk to as the same stick. Maybe not the exact same stick, but they're going to have <laughs> yeah, a stick cigar. in their hand. Yeah. Yep. And be like, you know what, bro? I just went through the same thing. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I've been where you are. And this is what I did. Yeah. And it may not be the same exact thing that you might be looking for, but you can pick and take what you need yep. from that conversation. And what a beautiful thing. Yeah. Because men over time have not been famously known for being vulnerable. They're the head of the household. That's a lot of weight. A lot of weight. Even even if you're single, you want to look like you know what you're doing. You want to look like you know where you're going. That's a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. Where women, you know, we've had the luxury of being like, well, I don't know, I'll be aloof. (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure it out. I'm just going to wake up tomorrow and do whatever it is I do. But men, yeah, that pressure is on. I mean, granted, we, we want our say and we want to be equal. But there are times, I mean, we have our moments as women. Mm-hmm. We want to look like we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like Lindsay was saying, she was just saying, you know, not until I got up on a ladder did I see the dust up on my, <laughs> on my cupboards. Yeah. You know, those are, those are things that people don't see. But those are things that women worry about. The dust on your baseboards. Oh, winter is coming. We're going to turn on the heat. Right. Uh-oh. Right. We don't want people to see that. Those are things that we worry about. And so I think where the club is concerned, I think it's a great thing. They need a getaway. Men need to get away so when they come back, they realize what they have. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's almost like going away on a long trip and coming home and saying, Oh, I am so glad to be home because this is where I know I'm accepted and I'm loved. It, it's a nice getaway. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you visit with the club, you get to hear all of the stories everybody is dealing with. You know, this guy is busy, you know, he's traveling, he's a truck driver. He doesn't get to see his family as often. So it makes you appreciate when he talks about like, damn, I miss my wife. You know, I was, I was away last night, mm-hmm. you know, or this happened and I couldn't, I couldn't get home in time. You know, it makes you realize what you have, what home is. Right. Home is not really a place. It's the people that love you. So when you hear other guys, you know, when they're able to be in a, in a secure environment, especially with your homies mm-hmm. in the club, mm-hmm. you get to hear their troubles and just like, damn, you know, I don't live that life. You know, I get to come home every day. Right. You know, the guy that goes to work and he just works a stressful job. And she has no idea, 
No one has any idea how stressful your job is, but you make it look like you're keeping it under, under control. The one person that knows you is her, but the one person you can't tell right. is her. Right. Because you don't want her to think that you're losing it. Or but the worry. The, yeah. Or worry. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to give her that stress because guess what she's doing here? She's keeping your home under control. Mm -hmm. She's keeping your business under control. She is, she is taking care of your child, your namesake. You know what I mean? Yep. So the club is a great thing because men don't have an environment to be vulnerable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And yep. the cigar brings a great environment, especially if you know that person intimately. Yeah. Like your friends. Yep. Your club members. Yep. Absolutely. So I think yeah. the club is a great thing. Cool. Yeah, the people that you trust. Yeah. And I think sometimes, like, Aaron will ask me for his opinion on things. And I think it's there's value in getting, like, a woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. But there's so many things, especially with his job... I know nothing about corporate America, the games, the politics, climbing the ladder, all these cliche phrases. I have absolutely no idea. Mm -hmm. I was a nanny for like six plus years. I have no idea. Then I had a massage therapy business. I mean, I was so far away from corporate America, set my own schedule. So if he comes home and is talking to me about his job and managers and... and Boss and, and the hoopla and, going on I, I in the office. I have no yeah. idea it's what like, that would be like. Yeah, it's yeah. like he really does need another man in that boat to talk to because I am of no use. Even if I want to be, mm -hmm. I don't really know. I know nothing about it. Right. I have nothing useful to add. I agree. And I want to say every club member that I know in this club has a different situation. Oh, yeah. Their situations yeah, and their struggles are different. But they all have value to add if Absol there's something. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, to each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I want to say the one thing that I do see in the club that might be negative is they limit themselves to... And it, and it might have to do with the fact that they they live such uh, or they think that they live such a limited life. There are other things out there. And I can see you on the broad of adventuring out to finding more about this love mm -hmm. of cigars. Yep. And I can see that there are some club members that don't venture out. They stay within here, Harrisburg, which we have nothing really much to offer where, where cigars are concerned. Right. I mean... Not many. You know, traveling to, to unit deposit, you know, three times a week, you're going to talk to the same guys with the same stories, with the same situation that they were dealing with last week. When you venture out far out branch yourself out to other human beings outside of here outside of harrisburg you get to hear their struggles 
If you ever go to uh, Tomacal mm -hmm. and talk to Franklin, he'll tell you how he got into that business. He'll tell you why his business is thriving. The same thing with Danny uh, mm -hmm. at Lancaster Cigar Bar. Yep. Um, he will tell you exactly. And his story is phenomenal. His story is amazing. And I, I really haven't heard the whole story. I just have heard bits and pieces over times that I've visited with him. And he has told me. Um, or I have heard from other people. But their stories are amazing. And the fact that they are thriving, I mean, in my eyes, they are thriving. I, I don't know what it is on their end. Right. But when you put a stick in your hand and have a cocktail and have a conversation with somebody else outside of here, the same conversation you've had with everybody else, that's the one thing that gets me about the Harrisburg Cigar Club is that you all need to venture out and visit other communities. Um, maybe branch off and attach yourself to another cigar club, Lehigh Valley mm -hmm. Cigar Club. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot of cigar clubs, but right. I mean, there, I know some in Phoenix. I know some in LA. I mean, when you actually travel, you know, just take a little man travel, and just venture. Like you know what this. This cigar joint looks like a good place. I'm going to go there for the weekend, plant yourself or plant, you know, you know, make yourself a little plan of, of whatever lounges you're going to visit. Right. And if you come up with nothing, you come up with nothing, but at least you went somewhere and you have a story to come back with that's yeah. different. Mm -hmm. But if you go there and come back with a conversation that makes your life better, makes your life with her and your son better makes your business better. Right. What did it hurt? Yeah. It didn't hurt anything. You're more relaxed. Mm -hmm. She sees that you're more relaxed. I understand what she's saying. She has no idea about corporate America. Like about what Brian does for a living. Right. I know a little bit because I know, I know project managers. I know they're way up here from what I've worked with. They're the ones that design the, the, the business that I'm doing. When they say, oh, don't do this anymore. You need to do this. Mm -hmm. Or we're testing. Let us know what the, what, what the clicks are. Right. What you're missing. Yep. And then send them up via email. Yep. We have no idea what those guys are dealing with. Yeah. Dealing with. yeah. So I think the Cigar Club is a great environment. It was... Again, like I said, everything came aligned mm -hmm. perfectly when it did. Cigars, to me, and I don't know if I just never noticed it, but at that time and period in Harrisburg, came aligned perfectly for all these guys to meet. You know, some of, some of them latched on, some, some of them are still here. And some of them are, are not. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the club is a great thing. It's a, it's a great, it's a great group to be upon when you have somebody else to talk to. Yeah. And, and you should feel, 
when you're in a club like that, you should feel free to express your worries or your concerns. And if you, even if you're just there just to have a smoke and something, someone says something and it just hits you, it's like magic. Yep. And I'm not even a part of the cigar club. And that's happened to me at least two or three times where somebody has said something. Mm-hmm. Just like, whoa, he just blew my mind. It's, it's an amazing thing. So I don't, I don't think bad of Harrisburger Cigar Club for not allowing women to be in it. Because mm-hmm. I understand. But we just don't have enough women cigar smokers here. Right. To form our own club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys just need to do a lot more than what you do. I think there needs to be more, I don't know, um, there just needs to be better ideas to entice people to do things, bus trips, Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so getting out more. Absolutely. Yeah. Getting in touch. Maybe getting in touch and doing a maybe a combo duo thing with another club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that idea. I mean, I'm an unofficial member of the Lehigh Cigar uh, Valley Club. And I think that if you guys maybe got in touch with other clubs, maybe you guys could do... Mm-hmm. Great things. And I understand it's all community, but it'd be a great thing for each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's something different. Sure. Especially for this area. That'd be nice. Yeah. When you're in a relationship with somebody that smokes cigars and they, and you maintain that lifestyle it becomes it becomes a conversation of we. We did this. We went here. We experienced this. We met so and so. It makes your relationship stronger. So it makes you feel mm-hmm. like you're do you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. Right? When you're talking to somebody and they're like, I did this. I did that. You guys are a couple. You guys have a, a, a common love. Right. When you meet somebody that's like, I did this or I did that, it kind of makes you feel, yes, they're on a different path, but they have a life experience beyond that. Yeah. yeah. And you can only learn from that. Yeah. You can only learn from that. All you need is something in common. Yeah. And what do we all have in common? Is this tobacco? Mm-hmm. Who cares what your your price point is? Yeah. Who cares what my price point is? Yeah. We all have a love, and we're all here for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. To sit, relax, and smoke. Yep. Yeah. And that's the one thing about cigar smoking. Like I said, well, where I began is that I live a life of rushing. I'm constantly rushing. 
Rushing for what? Right. Yeah. Rushing to die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, because that's the end result, right? Yeah. That was my plan. Yeah. I was given birth and I planned to die one day. But let's just sit back yeah. and have a smoke. <clears throat> and yeah. let's, just, let, let's see what we can go from here. Yep. Yeah. Learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Some of my best times have been with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's for whatever reason. I don't know if it's just that we all smoke cigars. Maybe it is, and it's just that simple. But for whatever reason, we all just instantly trusted each other. Mm-hmm. And it's all worked out. Yeah. I can't think of another group of people in my life. Friends from high school, friends from college, friends that I had growing up, even where we're still in that. I've grown apart from so many people. Even friends in church. Yeah, from my past. Yeah. Yeah. Where you kind of like that trust isn't there. That somehow yes. the commonality is that crazy isn't there. or what? That's crazy. But this is so simple. Mm-hmm. It's a cigar. Mm-hmm. Yet. It's a very trusting relationship that we all have with each other. Yeah, we all have in common. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just it, it, it's fascinating to me. It Why is. Why is that? Yeah. Is it really that simple? Mm. I don't know. We lucked out. I don't. I don't know. I you know. I, now that I'm thinking about, it, like maybe I lucked out. I think it attracts a certain type of person. Sure. Cigars do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Good call. We're, we're different. Good call. Yes. We're all, we all have very similar viewpoints in some mm-hmm. aspects. Obviously, mm-hmm. we all differ in, they're, they're, in yeah, other yeah, areas. Awesome. Of I, I can't say that I've ever come across anybody that has ever crossed the line, say, where um, uh, politics or um, viewpoints have come into concern, or maybe I just diverted myself from that conversation. Um, that a cigar in common ever came into play, but um, but I think you're right. I think you're right, and 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 that's coming from somebody from the West Coast where smoking is not allowed. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you smoke, you're bad. Right. Yeah. 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 And then I've even, I've even, my dad, my dad has never asked me, like, um, my dad has called me, um. Yeah, what's his viewpoint? Because he yeah. seems out there, yeah. but he's from. My, my, yeah, my dad, so my dad is, um, my dad is, I don't want to say he's a health nut. He knows that I smoke cigars. Um, he'd rather me do that than do drugs, sure. for sure. Because my dad is like totally anti-drugs, like yeah, you're bad if you do them. Um, but I think that my dad has been one where he's called me, where Brian and I say uh, the last time he called me, we were like smoking, we were out like in a lounge in Miami, and he called me and I, he said, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm smoking cigars in Miami," and he said. Um, okay, anyway, so he just kind of diverts it. 
Like, like, okay, so this is her life. Yeah. Because he lives on the West Coast and I live here. And so he, he doesn't have really have any say yeah. of what I, what I do. But he knows that this is what I do. Um, but I don't think he, he's ever said anything negative about it ever. You know, he's never said, it, as a matter of fact, um, uh, I want to say the first time I brought Brian to meet my dad was at my dad's house and we were having a barbecue and we kind of disappeared to the front to smoke and my dad said, what were you guys doing? I said, we were smoking a cigar and he goes, why didn't you just smoke it back here? I'm like, because dad, you know, this like to me, to me, it's like, oh, it's a clean environment. You know, we don't want to taint it, whatever. Yeah. You wouldn't disrespect anybody. And he goes, maybe I might want to smoke a cigar. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But my dad's, I don't think that my dad ever has. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that you're right. I think it has to do with. If you love it, like obviously you two do, um, you do it together. You just you just find people that are doing the same thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. You just come from different walks of life, and and it's it's a blessing when you meet somebody that comes from someplace completely different, especially where politics are concerned. Yeah, I think our generation, I don't know, I'm speaking for myself, I guess. I just feel like we're real, we box ourselves in, and that irritates me. I hate that. Like, yeah. that I, as a white female in my 30s, am only supposed to be hanging out and associating with uh-huh. XYZ. Yeah. yeah. Because, I almost feel like because that's the expectation, I want to do the opposite. I, yeah. It's so boring to me. There's nothing for me to learn there. Yeah. We're, why do I want to talk to people who are the exact same? I've always been like that. And I think that's why I don't get along. Not that I don't get along. I don't mesh and connect well with other women, specifically moms my age. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think inside of this teeny tiny box. I I just think there's so much out there to learn. I really respect other people's opinions about other things. Even if I don't agree with it, I want to know it. Mm-hmm. I want to know what other people think about it. Because maybe I think what I think just because I don't know. Yeah. So why not talk to other people from other walks of life? Why yeah. not learn from other people with far more life experience that yeah. I have and it's and cigars have allowed me to do that to talk to all sorts of people that I would never have contact with otherwise yeah you pass each other oh, and you're exactly. like no we don't that is you so know true. Yeah. you don't know when, but then you get in a lounge you're like oh my gosh yeah when we'll be friends when would we have connected with take Andreas mm-hmm. never outside of cigars never never would have crossed never. Path. Godfather Never, Never would have crossed paths. And now no. those guys are my friends. Yeah. yeah. Brian, Steve, yeah. Tim, yeah. go down the list. We never, never would have run into each other. That is true. Outside of cigars. That is true. Yeah. But then That's... once you're in a lounge mm-hmm. and you see each other, 
now you're automatically friends with who's ever in that lounge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like the first time I met you guys. Yeah. I met you guys at Pints and I want to say, was it for a, a club meeting? It was a club meeting, right? Could have been. Yeah. And then um, I remember, I think Brian and I had just got back together and I remember um, Brian introducing me to you. And I thought, I thought when he said, oh yeah, I want to introduce you to Aaron. I was like, who's Aaron? And he pointed at you. I was like, that guy's not even old enough to be in here. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, it's like, no, he is. I was like, are you sure? And he said, yeah. I was like, wow and then i saw the stick in your hand i was like oh okay okay cool and then i saw you i was like wow like i immediately thought you were stunning i was just like you you were just like a bright light i was just like wow who is she (laughs) that's his wife i was like wow i remember and i remember thinking that you guys were like just turned 21. No. Yeah. I remember that. If you look at our pictures, because I was going back. We look like we were 21. Yeah, we were babies. Or 12. Yeah, or tw- I always say, oh my God, I look like I was 12. Yeah. yeah. 27. We, um, I remember the first time I was ever around the club, I was mortified. I don't know if you remember, you were out at Pines. I was still going to massage school, I'm pretty sure. And I had to leave clinics. And you're like, hey, if you're, if you're off already, I must have got done with my appointments early. You should come over to Pines. And I'm like in sneakers, yoga pants, and a black t-shirt because that was what we had to wear. That was like our uniform. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh my God, I look terrible. My hair was up. I had just been in, I was working during the day. Then I went to school at night. And then I had clinics after that. And then after that, I'm like going to Pint. So I, I was looking a mess. So when I go to Pint, he's like, don't worry. It's just this dingy bar. You're fine. I've never been to Pints before. I show up. Everyone looks amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding? I'm in my pajamas. And he's like introducing me to like 30 people. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't want to be here right now. No, that's not I the looked, first time I met you though. I look terrible. Well, when I was looking back at pictures, like I took a picture of the group and you were not in there and there were other women there. So I was thinking, I'm like, I don't think Steph was there because she would have been in this picture. I was just this yeah. newbie that happened to be there that night I and I took you this that photo. Yeah. yeah, I had to meet, I, I think I met you later. The first photo I think that I have of you and I together and I only know this because we were looking for pictures <laughs> for like Instagram and even for like the magazine and whatever with you in it was August of 2015. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, we met before that. We met before that. Yeah, we yeah. definitely you, had, you had to. to. We, remember, we yeah. met before that because when was, when was Mozzie born? 2013. 2013. And, that, and that's the year I joined. I joined the club in January of 2013. Okay. So I must I'm I must have met you right before you got pregnant with Mozzie. Because yeah. I remember you were wearing a black dress. And I was like, no. 
There's no way. Oh no. really? Okay, yeah. so I was like, you guys, you guys were too refined. Okay. No, you guys were too <laughs> refined to be a part of the Harrisburg cigar. Club. I have a question. Did they <laughs> not? Him? Not a bad take on other people that yeah. are members of the Harrisburg Cigar Club. <laughs> but I'm just saying, the first time I yeah. met you, and I, I knew that he was a new member. Yeah. It was just like kind of a fluke thing. You guys might have been out for like a date night or something. Okay. And just popped in. Yeah. And I remember you were wearing a black dress. I was like, wow. And I remember you were wearing pearls. Yeah, I know exactly what I was wearing. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. That was her. <laughs> yes. Whenever I wear pearls, the guys are like, oh, we like the pearls. Yeah. I have to say, looking back on pictures, though, with my hair. Oh, my God. What nobody knows. No, your hair was so short. Your hair was like so it was like it, it almost looked. Do you like know a, why? It looked like an asymmetrical. Yeah, like a, a bob. Yeah. yeah, because I had it a was Brit- so cute. No, it was hideous. I had a Britney Spears moment in what year was that? 2012, <laughs> 2013. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Aaron went to Florida. When was that? When did you go to Florida? Because that's when it, that's when I did it. Florida. Yeah, for your brother's graduation. Shit, that that was 2009. Okay. October 2009. I all but shaved my damn head like Britney Spears while he was gone. I literally had like this breakdown. Well, because we we were in the the context of that, we were moving to Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay. So I when I landed coming back from Florida after my brother's graduation. Uh We had two days to pack up our stuff, and then we left and moved down to Wilmington, North Carolina. The stress from the family, the stress from moving, the stress from all of the things, and then he left. And I really wanted to be at his brother's graduation. And we could not afford it with the move, to move all of our crap down there. I chopped, like chopped my hair off. The back, the bottom of it was shaved, and the top was like a little bit longer. And I immediately regretted it, and I knew he was going to hate it. He hates short hair. So he gets in the car and was just like, when I picked him up at the airport, and I could tell he hated it. And I was like, don't even, go ahead, say something. (laughs) See what happens. (laughs) So he didn't really acknowledge it. So I had been growing my hair out. It took forever I feel like I've been growing my hair out since then. I've had like some haircuts and whatever. But when I see pictures from like the early 2000s or whatever, maybe it's, yeah, what'd you say? Two, between Two, like it was around 2009. Like, yeah, between 2010 and like 15. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out what to do with my hair. Whenever I see those, I was like, why did I have to go Britney Spears and like shave my head? Because <laughs> my hair was so. Sure, and it's too thick to be doing that. Mm-hmm. So now Aaron finally got his wish. Long blonde. That's what he wants. Yep. <laughs> I agree. When I look He's back like, at yep. those pictures yeah. with short red hair. Now the red was See, semi-close to my natural color. I don't even know what my natural color is. I started out as a redhead. I think strawberry blonde is your... Well, it was... Pretty red, and then it kind of was going strawberry blonde, and then I started dyeing it, and then we could never quite figure out what was going on with my hair then, so I don't know what it is, but... So what you're saying is men <sighs> men, men are right when we know what we want. <laughs> That's what I hear you saying. 
Oh, just listen. That's what you hear. Just listen to us. That, okay. And and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I hear. I was having a moment, man. I I did. I damn shaved my head. I was like, wow. Yeah, it was bad. I hate. Oh my god, I hated that. <laughs> it wasn't a bad haircut. It was just a regret. <laughs> it might have been fine for somebody else, but <laughs> right. I had a lapse of judgment. It happens, you know. Why My last lapse of judgment was, um, oh gosh, 20, no, it was 1997. I cut my whole hair off like Pat Benatar. I had that whole really? shaved look. Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. I had like, I, 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 I literally went in for asymmetrical bob. Okay. And she shaved all of my side. And, you know, I was young. I yeah. didn't know when to say stop. I just thought the girl was, she knew what she was doing. Yeah. And then when I could feel the breeze blowing yeah. on my earlobes, I was like, oh, I think I need to say something. <laughs> but it was too, too late. late. Yeah. Oh, my god. Yeah, that was the last time for me. You don't yeah. know. You don't know until you know. Yeah. 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 I would never, I would never do that again. <laughs> Yikes. No, now I'm like at the point where I'm contemplating, should I get like an inch or two off or, you know, is that too much? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're no. swinging so far the other way. Yeah. No. Aaron's like, don't cut anything. Oh my God. Longer is better. See the crap we do as women. Like that was so dumb. It's just like this emotional it breakdown I had in my head. It was a I think. moment. Yeah. It's like, I'm stressed. Let's shave my head. That'll, Guess what? That'll work. It's gone now. Yeah, yeah. it is. Well, you've always said hair, hair is the one thing that people can... Or was that you yeah. who said that? Yeah. It's, we have it's, it's, it's I the felt only like, thing in life. Yeah. It was like this weird psychological... I felt like I had control over my, my hair. My hair. So I'm going to mm. do what I want. Yeah. Fuck everyone. Mm-hmm. So I shaved my head and then cried. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Eric, I think, told him, I think it was Eric. He's like, I'm really loving the blonde hair. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I know how I came in here. <laughs> We're, we can all agree that long and blonde is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well aware. You were going to ask if they called me something, I think. The I'm, preacher. I'm curious. Was that what it was? Did they call him the preacher? Um, Do you know? No, I don't. Steve alluded to something when you went inside at the podcast. The preacher and the preacher wife. I'm like, really? is that what we're called? No. And who said about how conservative you looked with that haircut? They were glad you got a haircut. Brian. Brian. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's like, thank God you got your haircut. You look so conservative before. Or whatever yeah, he for said, your age. He said for my age, I had the most conservative haircut. So he, he's he's happy now that I'm you know, <laughs> doing my own thing that I want to do. Yeah, your own mop top. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mop top. But I was like, oh my god, did they call us like the preacher and the preacher wife behind our back? No, and we're just now finding no, out. <laughs> I've never heard that. I swear. That's just Club Nap City, man. It would have been. Yeah. It would have been fitting. I'm not against it. Yeah. Right. Huh. What do we know? I don't hang out with uh, Steve Napper enough to know what he says and what he doesn't say. 
but hey, it wouldn't be it. it wouldn't surprise me. I believe it. <laughs> I told him I said get He's enough get enough Belvini in him. Exactly. <laughs> he might guy. say different. <laughs> Absolutely. Just saying. Yeah. That was my like bad. No, you were, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah that was pretty impression. good. Experience it. I mean, I think that for me, yeah, it's always been about the experience. When I, the reason why I latch on to that burger and Argenti is because I was, like I said, I was in a dark place. But the moment I smelled those aromas, coming from the man that was sitting at a table far off to my right, I just had to ask him, just like, what are you smoking? And I had smoked several cigars before that, but when I smelled that, I was just like, I have to know. And I had to experience it. And I did. I latched onto it. Unfortunately, they don't make them anymore. Sure. So whenever I find one, it's just like, oh my God, it's a gem. Yeah. And I try, I really do, I try to hold on to it as long as I can. And um, they're hard to find. The last one I found was the last time we went to Ybor City. Okay. And when we went to Ybor City, we just happened to go to this like mom and pop liquor shop across from the resort that we were staying at and we were just buying liquor and happened to find and, and they're not they're not hard to miss because they have that yellow and black band at the the bottom of the tip and they have that little that little stick sticking out of it. And when I saw them I said, Oh my goodness gracious. I said, Brian, look. He said, Oh my you got to buy them. You, we got to get them. Yeah. And I think they only had like two, and I bought two of them. I was like, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Like I smoked one, like not immediately, but like later that night. And then I saved that one as long as I could, maybe a year or two. Nice. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nice when you find a nice smoke. And I don't know if it really takes you back, but to me, it made that conversation that we had that night, and we've and and we've had many conversations, but it made that conversation that we had that night that much more better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. To associate the cigar with the memory. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never let it go. Mm-mm. Another good one I have is um, at, and you you and Brian were there at um, Andreas his uh, company Christmas party last year at Lancaster Cigar Bar. I don't know. I'm if pretty I was sure. There. She wasn't there. I was not. Okay, just Brian. Brian was there. Okay, all right. Anyways, Andreas had he had a, and this was the first time I had, you know, he always has the rare finds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a ceramic jar 
from Cuba mm-hmm. of San Cristobal cigars. Oh, wow. And it, it was like, I can't remember the story behind how he got it, but it was like before it was available to anyone else. He had one here. He had one staying down in Cuba for when it went back down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, he, he handed one to me. I know Brian had one and we, we smoked those cigars together. It's just that experience. Like yeah. Just, just having that time and, and being at Lancaster Cigar Bar, it's like a party atmosphere. So you're just having a good time. And yeah. I remember his, it was a celebration. It was, yeah. And yeah. His, his wife was there. And she was telling us stories about when she first went to Cuba and didn't realize the toilet paper situation. <laughs> didn't know what to expect. It was Yeah, so it just it, it made a memory. Um, he but, offered me a cigar. I regret yeah. not taking it. But just, yeah, just having that experience. Yeah. It's just always fun. Yeah. Yeah. So the last question that I ask on the podcast uh, for this type of thing is if you could smoke a cigar with anyone, past or present, who would it be? Hmm. Did you give her a heads up? No. Did we what? He tries to give people a heads up because everyone always like stalls out. It's hard. That's fine. I sat there for like five minutes. I'll have to That's edit okay. that out. <laughs> um, I would say, gosh, I I would say, past or present. Um, my grandpa Augustine, if he smokes cigars. But I never knew him to smoke cigars. But I thought of him to be fascinating. I wish that I knew more about him. Um, And I think with the cigar, you find more about a person when you have something like that in your hand. Because it's calm, it's a good conversation. You had that puff in between. I think I would find a lot more about him. I always found him very loving and um, he taught me a lot about the simplicity. Well, no, next to my dad. So he was a lot like my dad. So I'm, I can't say, really say my dad because my dad was, my dad is very um, health conscious. Now, my dad does drink a lot of tequila. And he finds tequila as like the water of life. Nice. So, um, but my grandpa, I would have to say, and... Of course, Brian. You know, I, I, I can't choose one. I have to choose two. That's fine. Yeah, but, you know, Brian, for sure. Because uh, Brian and I have a lot of good conversations over a cigar. A lot of good experiences over a cigar. Uh, my grandpa, if he had smoked cigars, maybe he did. I don't know. But uh, my grandpa Augustine, for sure, and uh, Brian, 
Yeah. Those two for sure. Yeah. Past and present. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Did you know your grandfather? Did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he, he was living when you were around. And yeah, he was okay. living right. and until I was. He died when he when I was thirteen, okay. fourteen. Yep. Yeah, and um, he taught me like uh, things like he was mysterious. So he was in the war, and we he had these um, he had these tin cups. That I guess they gave them when they were in the war, and um, we would fight over them. And so we had, there was a blue and a pink one, and of course we didn't have any boys in our family, but of course I always poked, I always picked the pink one. I want the pink one, and um, and there was like a like a little side room from the kitchen, where they had his um, hammock. So I guess when they, I don't know what war was, but anyway, but he, they, this hammock was off to the side of a room off the kitchen and it would fold up so they can carry in their backpack. Right. But he would go into that room every so often. But every time I came over to my grandparents' house, he was in the backyard, um, where he grew corn, we had a lemon tree, a lime tree, an apricot tree, um, a peach tree, um, orange tree, and he would lay in a, in a hammock in the trees. And so whenever we would come to my grandparents' house, we would be so excited, you know, Oh, you know, we see our grandma. She yeah. would be there, Grandma yep. Berna. Yep. And then we would ask where Grandma Grandpa Augustine was, and he was in the backyard, uh, in the hammock. And he would just That's he would great. he would let us jump into the hammock with him, and he he'd be sound asleep, and then wake up to us like, ah! <laughs> and he'd just be like, oh my lord, I can't even imagine what he was thinking, but he would just. Oh, the soul so lovingly and um then he would make us go out there and pick <laughs> the apricots and the peaches and the oranges and the limes and the lemons from the trees and we thought that was the coolest shit ever nice because we had like a little grabber right uh i don't even know what they call them but it was like a stick with a, a grabber and you just pull it so we just we would just pull cool. like all the fruit off the tree. Yeah. Um, we never had candy. So he had also a, a pomegranate tree and we also grew sugar cane. So he would pull the pomegranates off of the tree and then he would cut them in half and then he would shave the the pomegranates out and then mash them with um we call it mojete. And he would um, mash them down. And they still had the seeds in them. And then he'd pour sugar on it and he would mash it down some more. And then he we'd each got a cup. And then we would eat it. And then sp yeah. spit out the, the seeds. Yep. And then um, 
but we had to spit them out around the tree yeah. so it would grow more trees. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, to me, that was like the best. Yeah. Or sugar cane. I just cut down some sugar cane. And to us, we, we just wanted whatchamacallits or some M&M's right. yeah. or a Hershey bar. No, we got a thing of sugar cane and we just, <laughs> we just sucked on that sugar cane. <laughs> <laughs> And that was our candy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good life. That's awesome. Yeah. California living is not that bad in the city. <laughs> when you live in the city and your grandpa grows all of that fruit. Seriously. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I can't do that here. No. No. That's awesome. No. Mm -hmm. We can't grow citrus here. But maybe next year, if it stays as warm as it has. Maybe. Maybe. We, we might be the new Florida. <laughs> I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah. That would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. We can wrap it up, Stephanie. Yeah. If you want to... Uh... Tell people where they can find you. If you want to plug your Instagram page or anything, you can do that if you want. I don't even know my Instagram name. Um, I just wrote it down. So so stuff seven. So so stuff seven. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So people can find you there if they yeah. want. I'm at so so stuff seven. <laughs> um. And then or is it SoCal stuff seven? No, it's so so. Okay. So so stuff seven for okay. sure. Um, so thanks for doing this. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yeah. I hope you had fun. Cash. Oh, absolutely. No, it's always a good, always a good time. <laughs> for sure. <laughs>